All right. Um, another thing that's big today is Canada is easing several travel measures for people entering the country today. Here to talk about it, Marty Firestone, travel expert with Travel Secure. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Is this uh, good news in you know your realm of the world, this uh, PCR test requirement being lifted? It is. It's tremendous news. Having said that, numerous emails and calls from people who've said to me, it, it's not enough. We want it totally taken away. But my attitude is, A, better late than never, and B, we're at least going in the right direction. So we have to watch and see what the next couple of days unfold, because I think there's still areas of confusion, even in what they've talked about the last couple of days. Marty, did we anticipate that the PCR tests requirements would be lifted this soon? And is that why I'm hearing people have already started to uh, travel? Because I know a lot of people that, you know, you reach out to them, they email right back. But um, yeah, it is also accompanied with a little brag about how they're on a beach somewhere in 22 degree sunny weather. Yeah, there were three things that were announced that I think all uh, led towards all of a sudden people traveling. And the first one was the government advisory being lifted from a three down to a two. That gave many people who were afraid to travel against the advice of their government the ability to go. The other is the children under 12 unvaccinated do not have to quarantine 14 days when they get home and can go back to daycare or schools and things like that. And of course, the third was the fact that you don't need PCR tests, but you can get away now with an antigen test. All three of those things combined started the, the market back up again. I think it's interesting because the PCR test, you had to have uh, 72 hours before uh, traveling. You had to have a negative PCR test. Now we've got a, a drop down in the timeline to 24 hours. And I'm thinking, does that make it a bit more of a challenge with regard to the rapid test? Because it's not like you can pick up a rapid test and conduct your own test. Correct. So let, let's uh, make one thing clear. It appears it came out today. It is not 24 hours. It's one day. And believe it or not, one day is 47 hours and 58 minutes because you could conceivably take it at 12.01 the night before and use it up to 11.59 the, the night after. So just clarity, that's really important. Big difference between one day and 24 hours. Having said that, though, the the need to still find a place because you can't do it on your own, to find a place that will do it in the world. Maybe they're not doing it anymore because they're not testing could be problematic. And, and that, that, that could lead to a first set of problems we didn't think about. All right. Are you hearing any anecdotal uh, evidence to, to uh, support that? Nothing yet, because, of course, today's the day. So you haven't had anyone saying, I can't get a antigen test in, in uh, London because they're not even doing testing anymore. Where do I go to get it? So you're going to almost be forced in some cases to use those uh, telemed ones where you've got to call up online and they watch you take the test and then they give you the results back because there may not be pharmacies in some of these mm -hmm. countries that even offer antigen tests anymore. There is going to be a problem if you're looking for one. Yeah, that is interesting. So would you be then you'd be calling somebody in Canada to watch you take the test or would you yeah, be calling well, somebody the in the country of no. origin? Yeah, so the one thing that's out there now is this test. It's like $140. I'm not sure how much it is as an antigen test, but you dial a number and uh, online and on your computer, this nurse or physician is watching you take the test, seal it up, put it back in, and then gets you the results back to you. So that's the thing. That could be the route to go because I don't know how many stores are going to have antigen test testing. Like you can buy the test anytime, but are they having a pharmacist watch or administer and give you the test? I don't know. Geez, here's 50 bucks. Can you watch me do this, please? Uh, I, I'm not advising that, by the way, for anybody that's looking to travel. Um, but I think, you know, people could figure that that was obviously just me kidding around. But let's talk about the ability to get this test at um, a rate that's affordable. I mean, that could be a question mark as well. 
Well, well, the good news is it's not going to be the $300 cost. We know pretty well anywhere you go now, even in Canada, it's, you know, $40 or under. The, the other dilemma I'm finding no one has discussed yet, if you test positive on an antigen test, you can't show that at the border and saying I've had it within 10 days to 180 days like you do a PCR test. So does that mean you have to get a PCR test that's positive after you get a negative antigen, uh, sorry, a positive antigen test? That's, no one's talked about that one yet. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so let's talk about bookings. How much have bookings increased over the past few weeks? Uh, through the roof. I cannot tell you. I'm not a travel agent, but I'm a travel insurance brokerage. So I'm seeing the people who are buying insurance now. But what I can tell you is March break, which was almost dead. The minute those announcements were made, huge, huge pickup on families and people that were purchasing insurance because they still need trip interruption in case they test positive and have to quarantine 10 days there. So that's still a product that I see being widely accepted because they worry about something like that. Yeah, that's a big deal, right? Because the deal, how it, how it works out is if you do test positive, you've got to stay in the country where you are for 10 days. They won't let you come home to Canada. That is if you're flying. Now, if you, it's a land border situation, it's a bit different. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So, so if you're flying, you cannot get on that plane. Now, if you come back in at the land border, you still have to show this test that would show that you tested positive over 10 days ago. So you still run the dilemma of having to quarantine back in Canada and giving a quarantine destination and everything like that. So it, while it is slightly different because you don't have to get on a plane, you still can't just walk in and expect life to go back to normal if you tested positive and it's within 10 days. Okay, so what's your advice for people looking to travel now? I think probably if you said bookings have gone through the roof, that means good luck getting a sweet deal on getting out of Dodge and getting away to the uh, warmer destinations through the March break. And that's where usually people want to go unless they're going on a ski vacation. What's your uh, advice uh, for people that that are you know planning a getaway? Yeah, if you still want to get away or you do want to get away, which pent up demand tells you they do, you can still do that. Needless to say, the cheap and expensive airfare and hotels will no longer be there, coupled with the fact that fuel costs are going, you know, absolutely crazy because of all what else is going on in the world. I suspect you make your decision and go. It's going to be easier. It's going to be less expensive for the testing back. But ultimately, we all hope that in the next month or two, if things continue to downward trend with respect to uh, viral counts and hospital counts, that they'll remove that totally because it still is something that is deterring people from coming to Canada, the fact that they have to get all these tests. Do you think a lot of people will take trips in the the coming month or so leading up to anticipating their work call them back to, you know, report in the office as opposed to working remotely? Do you think we're going to see people after the March break taking advantage of the fact that they can still work remotely, booking vacations for their family and and doing one of those uh, remote vacations? Absolutely. What this has shown us over the last two years is that you can, in fact, work from a location and nobody knows where you are. So if, in fact, you can do that and your work allows it, you will still make trips more than ever, I would think, and be able to take advantage of that. What happens in summer of 2022 is the key question here. Will people be putting down large deposits for trips coming this summer in light of all that's going on? I got to believe it's going to pick up big time and, and hopefully we will start with the new normal as far as travel goes. All right, Marty, thanks so much for joining us. As always, I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me, Kelly. Take care.